First off, Gazelic. Gazelic. Coming Gazelic. to you live from the Knickerbocker here in beautiful uh, Craft Beer City, USA, Grand Rapids. And uh, Dr. Joel and Adam Dickerson are joining me here for a little uh, remote. Pepper has done endless amount of time here. Big shout out and thank you to Pepper. Uh, he is astonishing at what he does. And if you're wondering, obviously, why we brought you here today, uh, virtually to the Knickerbocker, there's great reasons. Um, Joe and I have had the pleasure the last two months of going through uh, well over 30 ABPs. And the New Holland ABP really stuck out in terms of what they're bringing to the table next year. Everybody has a plan. Um, and, you know, and they're all beautiful. They're like thumbprints and irises. They're all slightly different. But this one stuck out. And there's a variety of reasons why. And so much so that uh, we determined it, it was definitely trying to just bring this, this, this day forward to gather us all virtually, um, which is probably hopefully more from your side than mine because I'm just looking at a camera. I can't see anybody. But um, we're uh, absolutely tickled to death to be here, excited to be here with these guys. And I'm going to shut up in a minute and turn them loose on you. But the shameful ask and plug is this. And we're in the distribution business. You guys are uh, – have done a tremendous job uh, throughout this entire year, this, the craziest year of our lives. We all hate it. We know we can't wait for it to end. But I think what uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And uh, they've been extremely complimentary of your efforts and led the charge with that. And they've been great partners to us. And you know, our ask is going to be real simple. I'm going to I'm going to ask for it up front. You're going to see a lot of things are going to excite you, and your job's going to get easier. But we're going to propel this brewery in particular and hopefully uh, a large chunk of our business forward with the similar process that we started last year. It's about pods, folks. And I think uh, we're not your grandfather's rave anymore. We've matured, uh, obviously, beyond our, our, our years in terms of our wisdom understanding the market. And we want to use the power of the distribution we are, already have to drag along this supplier to the success level that we have with the other two. It's the difference in volume. And it's really simple. Clearly in the pandemic, uh, we're missing a chunk of our on-premise. Uh, you folks know that better than I. There are a lot of folks out there that feel that in their paychecks and their livelihood. And we're with you. So we're working hard to give you as many bullets in your gun, uh, not only to replace that, but uh, enhance it. So what you're gonna see today, I think will be exciting and uh, a roadmap to how to do that, uh, to make it as easy as we possibly can to do that. And uh, like I said, as Joe and I sat through the portfolio, we knew that something like this was far overdue and needed. So I'm going to uh, shut up and turn it over to, to JP first and Adam, and they're going to bounce it back and forth, and we'll have an interactive conversation about what 2021 brings to us from our good friends at New Holland. Awesome. Thanks, Rick. Yeah, one, I mean, just welcome. Thank you for both Rick, Pepper, coming over here and making the trip across the straight, uh, across the state. We hugely appreciate it. Obviously, we uh, are thrilled to work with Rave, longtime partner. For the brewery and uh we see you know i think a lot of the green uh you know the green grass in front of us just like you do uh for the brand i think we've done some things that we'll talk about today which are um you know gonna make us awesome impact in your market and just first and foremost i wanted to say thank you so much to the rave team for the support we've we've gotten and uh today is just more evidence of that yeah absolutely echo the support and you know, I think I'll take this time to kind of jump into the brand a little bit, talk about what you see here in front of you guys and um, what we've done over the past few years to really um, restructure, rebrand, reposition ourselves for growth in the future. And I think that starts with what you see here next to me uh, in a whole new look, a whole new feel for 
for the brewery. Um, we've been working for about really honestly, like a year and a half, two years, um, dating back all the way back to early 2019 on exploring the brand, who we are, where we fit, what, what we mean. And I think we admittedly had some weaknesses. We, you know, you could ask a few people in the brewery, like, what is, what is New Holland all about? What do we stand for? And you'd get different answers. And it was just one of those times where we needed to really hone in and learn more about ourselves, ask tough questions, figure out who we are, and then bring that brand to life. So we've worked with some partners, some outside help, but we really uncovered a lot of Holland, Michigan, Holland, um, New Holland Brewing Company, our Dutch ancestors, you know, our, our heritage, and also like what we do well and how it is going to help our consumer and be a brand that can grow into the future. And I think it starts with our mission as a company. You know, our mission is to enhance the quality of people's lives. And we do that by providing savored moments for the world. Um, so we took that to heart and we really tried to learn a lot about what that meant, and what it meant for our beer brands, because that's our corporate mission. But um, we really established, we found through a lot of digging, we uncovered this word in Dutch culture, which is, we're going to pronounce it gazellig. It's G-E-Z-E-L-L-I-G. You could pronounce it Dutch if you want. It's a little more H-E, a little more hard to say, but. With lots the, of. Yeah, lots of, yeah, exactly. Got it. Yeah. But um, the word doesn't, it doesn't translate to English, but the closest translation is like this vibe that allows good times to happen. It's like that, that five o'clock feeling, that happy hour moment, that moment that you've been looking forward to with your friends, or you get together and it's just gregarious and warm. You know it warm. when you feel it. You know it when you feel it. Kind of like right now. Right yeah. now. Right. Yeah. It is. When you just know this is, wow, it's happening right now. Remember this. Yeah, you know? exactly. So we've, we've taken that to heart and we've put that on all our cans. Going forward, our tagline for the brewery is four gazelleg times. That's going to really personify itself in bright, colorful, vibrant, packaging um, brands that speak about our heritage as a brewery tell some stories tell about really this place like no other holland michigan i mean if you have had the chance to come to holland let's say april October, um just to be fair it's it's wonderful it's, it's like it's joyful it's colorful uh it's fun and it's exciting and it's a place we love and i think these brands kind of tell that story so I got a whole new, whole new bunch of packaging. We're gonna to want to talk through some of the new. Yeah, brands. why the new look and feel? What are we doing? Yeah, here? so um, the, that inspired the name, and then that inspired the branding. So all the artwork on all the new packaging is inspired by this Dutch um, illustration style called Delft. You go to the Holland and you see all these blue and white plates and everything. It was taken to that. We modernized it, brought it to life. We're telling the story of the cans on all the packaging. Um, and we. Not only were we rebranding re the look and feel, but we were rebranding the portfolio in terms of what are we offering you guys. So we did a lot of a lot of digging in terms of what's the consumer want, what are the biggest opportunities for growth in front of us. We don't want to be pushing a boulder that's just going to come back and collapse on top of us. We need to be pushing things that gain momentum and have a lot of room in front of us. So we've innovated in a lot of really specific flavor spaces um, to get us to where we are, and then we've got a whole bunch of new pack sizes and stuff on the table now too. So. Yeah, I think a big part of it too is, you know, for a long time, and this is a, an internal perspective, we've kind of thought of ourselves as a somewhat of a quiet brewery. I mean, we were a little bit reserved probably. And, uh, you know, we, we love what we do and we really just, we needed to be a little bit more proud of that and a little bit louder about what we do. It's not an in your face, let's be offensive yep. look from the packaging, but it's, 
hey, let's stand out. We, we stand for really, really special and good times. We want to be seen at the shelf. And I think that's really what the marketing team has brought to life across these packages yeah. that you see here. So it, let's, well, let's take a minute then to address, uh, you know, Mad Hatter for years and, sure. and 610. Uh, <coughs> walk us through the methodology and the thought process to go back to a lager after going from a cold style beer that was really popular to a lager. Obviously, Hazy's a no-brainer, great play. But you went to you went into a session world and you went lager. The packaging speaks for itself. I think um, if you don't like the brand refresh, I don't know what planet you're from. But talk talk us a little bit about the, the uh, session styles and how you are you know decided upon what you get what you came to there. Totally. Yeah, I'll talk about that. I think what we'll do is we'll go into these go and then we'll talk about Dragon's Milk and why it might be separate in terms of that in a second. But so yeah, we've these two are brand new, just launched a couple months ago. Um, and to your point, why we used to have a Kolsch. Now we've got a lager. We really think while we have like the, the softest place in our heart for that Kolsch brand, um, we really felt like this lager space, what we saw as an opportunity to grow. However, it's crowded and you got a lot of competition in domestic and craft. So you got to tell a story. Why does this brand mean anything? You know, there's a lot of, we think this brand tastes absolutely incredible, but you, you know, the difference from one lager to the next can sometimes be Pretty, pretty minuscule compared to some different flavors. So what is this brand going to do? We needed to tell the story of Holland, Michigan. And that story is in the name, both twofold. The sales, the, the blades of a windmill are actually called sails. And that we have this giant, beautiful windmill in Holland that grain, literally grinds grains that we can use um, for a variety of <laughs> at any time. Yeah. And it's, so it's this, it's this icon when you walk into this, the, the, our hometown. However, we also live right on Lake Michigan. And all throughout the year, you got sailboats running right by, and it just paints this idyllic picture of where we're from. And that's what the brand does. We, we really want to tell that story, kind of transport people from wherever they are to this place. When they grab a beer, when they grab a Golden Sails, it just kind of brings them to that lake shore life, that like lifestyle along the lake. Um, and we think that's going to be that opportunity to do that. It's 5.3% ABV, so you're getting a little bit more bang for your buck than maybe a, a you know, a lighter lager. And, and then we've got Little Piglet Session IPA. Um, we've, you know, we've got some, some face of the brewery brands to, to closer to you guys over here. It's what we're known for. Um, but I, we make incredible IPAs and we used to be known for IPAs. Um, yeah. And we're ready, to, we're ready to, you know, stick our necks out there again and, and really move forward into that IPA space. We've got three here again. Um, but we, as a, we've really invested a ton into our innovation department over the last year. There's the word I was looking for. I heard yeah. the word earlier. I was waiting and it, it's innovation. I mean, yep. your grandfather, I don't think consumers are drinking their grandfather's beer and, and uh, Mad Hatter did a lot of heavy lifting for a lot of years. And yeah, we had a conversation before about that. So I was really eager to hear the word innovation. Um, it's hard to let go of things sometimes it that is. are waning. I think the conversation is sometimes we need to take a brand out back and have a talk with it behind the woodshed, <laughs> and, you know, maybe, but, um, yeah, I wanted, I wanted them to hear that. I yeah. mean, I, we're not going to just sit here and give you softballs. I'm going to give you some tough right. ones too. So Absolutely. that's what they want, right? No, totally. I mean, I think, um, I was on a podcast with Brett, our owner and another brand manager for our internal team recently. And all of our pub staff sees that. And now they know that I'm the guy who removed Matt Hatter from the lineup. So every time a consumer complains to them, they're going to come barking up my tree, but it was just, a, it was time to move away from that brand. It, it, it was, you know, it didn't, I don't think at the level we wanted to over time resonate with the consumer like the way we wanted it to. Sure. And the flavor was outdated. We'd already renovated, innovated on it once before, about 2013, and, and it was just time. And we think all these, you know, the flavor profile 
it needs to be amazing, but we need to have a sessionable option. We looked at our lineup and it was just like, we don't have anything under 8%. How are we supposed to get a draft placement? You know, like, yeah. so a big part of that, I mean, is if you think it's tough point. Yeah. or, you know, if you guys think it's tough for Mad Hatter to go away, you can, you yeah. can know yeah. it was obviously hugely uh, emotional and difficult for us. But, you know, part of it is we're not the same brewer. We were 15, 17, 19 years ago either. We have uh, access to different uh, brewing techniques, different equipment, new, yep. uh, new ingredients, a lot of these that allow us to do some different things. And uh, as tough as it is, and those brands will always have a, a place in our heart and our history, um, you know, our brewers are really kind of excited about getting to play in some new spaces and try some new things as well. And as tough as it is to say, you know, goodbye to Mad Hatter, it's real tough to tell those brewers not to run as well. Yeah. And uh, they got excited about some of the th things they thought they could do in the IPA space. That's well put. And I think they've brought some amazing things to life uh, Doing well put and correct me if I overstep and I'm wrong, but again, we're really uh, expecting big things out of Tangerine Space Machine. Absolutely. And its best days are ahead of us. So I think, uh, you know, the point back to sessionability and having beers that you can actually drink, you know, uh, 15 to 20 of and not yeah. fall down, that's important. Um, and then having TSM uh, go run up there with the big dogs. And yep. that's, again, that's the distribution pods ask, please um, put it right there with it let's run hard on this and you know you have we've got the better reporting system to get you data about your accounts so you know where we're at you know you can't get the gaps filled like electricity yeah hey rick it's a pandemic yeah i got that uh but again it, it uh, to be able to to beat that home here and make sure that you know how important that is the other thing that i'll feel right now that i hear if you don't hey stick to the script guys right yeah, that's we're, what we're, we're talking we're about rolling. but this is what it's all about there's a script yeah <laughs> And you know the other thing, I mean, we just let's put it out there is, and I I think it's your strength. And I I I got asked some really honest, good questions from a couple of people that are out there on those screens there, and I'm and I'm gonna, I want to address it and then let you hear it and see your reaction to it. You know, there was a uh, really uh, a misnomer, you know, paps. Oh, they're gonna turn into paps, and it's paps three sure. years ago. And I will tell you and look in the camera and tell you, you know, that Anthony's out there somewhere, uh, and we got Jess and John out there, these two men and Brett. Paps has done everything uh, in a positive uh, congruence with these two companies to make them better from top to bottom and solid. And that's, there was nothing wrong with you all in my minds. I mean, Jim and I came it's over a, here for years. It's a scary thing when you hear merger, partnership, well, takeover, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, we had great, some bad ones. We had great days, you know, in our in our uh, teen years and yeah. when we were before under the age of 10 together. And, you know, we were allotted as a great wholesaler and a great partner for you. We were number one for years with you things had to change for us to move that forward. And I feel like you guys have come to the tab table and augmented what you needed to do to help us grow forward and leap and grow up and get out of our teens. And now we're, you know, the mature 30 year olds yeah. that we are out there looking, you know, looking sweet with all the <laughs> brand new tools here. So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we had all the same, you know, concerns. What is it going to be like? Paps has been a partner that didn't come in and say, you have to become like Paps. Paps has been, how do we provide some of the resources that allow you to do the absolute best at what you do? I mean, it's been a refreshing 
frankly, partnership. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah. you know, there are a lot of unknowns when you do something like that. They've been pro still, every day since I met anybody from that company. Day, I mean, pro, pro, pro. And you guys were great to begin from, with. So it's know, augmented our relationship. Swinging yeah. a bigger bat with being able to get access to ingredients. Well, and to, simple things like this can. I mean, look at the finish, yeah. the matte finish on this can. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. They paid the extra for that. Yeah. That's Pabst equity yeah, at play right there, right? Yeah, I they're mean, helping us. You guys gave that to me earlier. Yeah. So. Yep. Sorry for interrupting. No, you're no, good. Keep yeah, going. Keep going. How about we want to grab another beer while we keep talking? While we just talked about yeah, Golden Sales. What do you want, want to talk All about? of them. You want to try Golden Sales? Grab they're a, they're grab drinking it. Piglets, too, so we have them at the, at the hand. Okay. I, don't, I don't want to move away from Piglet without telling the Rip quick brand story. So what? The, why the hell do we name a beer after a pig? It's another fun, quirky, interesting Dutch story. So there's a phrase in, in uh, Dutch culture that's, I'm, I'll wash that little piglet. And it means I'm going to get the job done for you. So you ask somebody a favor, you got to go bust your ass at home, have a beer, work on your, I don't know, your lawnmower. You're going to get the, you're going to get the job done. You're going to wash that little piglet. So that's what this beer does. You know, 4.6% ABV, um, all Cascade hops. It's absolutely delicious. Really familiar flavors, really floral and citrusy. It gets mm. the job done. I wash that pig. I wash that piglet. I think uh, maybe we get some wash that piglet shirts for, for everybody out there. Yeah, and another misnomer. <laughs> I think that's a mustache. There's no session IPA because there's another session IPA out there. Again, you had said it before at the ABP. Dr. Joel just said it again. It's what your brewers need and what you think the people are looking for. The research yeah. shows it. The time that you put in, the power of PAPS, and all the tools indicate this is what you should be doing to augment the other big beers. So Absolutely. I'm glad we made that clear. Yep. Now let's keep rolling. Let's keep rolling. Um, I want to make, you know, we talked about Space Machine. It's the brand we're asking about. It's the brand we think's got the, the most opportunity to grow. This is old, obviously. We got new packaging, I think, shipping to you guys like right house. now. It's probably in yeah. the house already. Right. Um, but we just didn't have that on hand here uh, where we are today. So just worth noting. Rick's fault. No problem. Nah, no. That's, uh, but I think, I mean, overall, I think the only other brand we, we should talk real quickly about, I'm going to take a sip of beer. Light Point. Yeah, light point, and you guys know these. We'll, we'll move past Seasonal's going to rock. I'm yep. not going to give away the, the spring season. Yeah, we'll right? move We're the seasonal get to after these two. Okay, go ahead. So light I mean, point. You can't just go right past Poet. I mean, let's yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah, Poet. I mean, I it's mean, surging and, and right the now. The only note I'll make on Poet, obviously, you're all very familiar with that brand, is we are seeing a really nice resurgence of this brand. Yeah. I mean, just the, the volume numbers, even the, the comments online from fans. I mean, this is a tried and true oatmeal stout that shoots as straight as you can shoot. And uh, we're seeing a nice bump. I love seeing, you know, a little bit of a return to the classics, I think is yeah. what is what's driven a little bit for Poet. And Poet will, like Matt Adder, uh, it's always going to have a spot in our heart. Now, Poet's sticking around. And uh, we're not planning on it going anywhere for a long time. I will not name any other stouts, but that is our number one ROS rate of sale stout in our chain blueprint that's just gonna leave it at that that is number one that's awesome verifiable with data that's crazy that's great i always have to give a shout out to poet sorry to interrupt no that's great well done yeah absolutely (laughs) by the way castile rouge and other great belgian beers mixed well with it too but we're not going to talk about other beers today (laughs) i digress that sounds good have to try it uh hazy river so hazy river i think got shipped to you guys around september this is a beer out of this lineup that i personally am most proud of from our brewery we did about 14 months, 16 months of trials getting this thing right. 
I don't think you're going to find an IPA for that price that tastes better. Like end of story. It's just absolutely incredible. 100% citra hops, double dry hopped. We are not filtering this brand at all. It is perfectly hazy. Um, you might have to roll the can after a month or two if it's in there, but it's absolutely it's quality is top notch. Um, and we've got nothing but rave reviews on that brand so far. Pun intended? Pun absolutely. Let's intended. talk a little bit about the, uh, there was a purposeful reason why a New England joined an already in New England style yeah. space machine. Let's talk about what the thought process was there with the brewers was. Yeah. So really we, we felt like for that consumer that wants a hazy IPA, and isn't, doesn't want to do the extra homework or the extra legwork and figuring out like what the hell's the difference between a hazy and New England. They see the word hazy on a poster. They want that. Space Machine's there for them. It is a hazy IPA, but it is not, if for that beer consumer that we are and the people we speak to, it is not a New England style, right. ultra hazy, super double dry hopped IPA. It's got fruit in there. It's hazy, but it's not crazy next level. And I think Hazy River while still being 5.9% ABV, packs a punch of flavor. It really satisfies that flavor profile that, you know, that person who's doing their homework and is rating beers, reviewing them, keeping them, trying them every week, this beer will not disappoint. This beer is an amazing IPA mixed with tangerine. It has some haze to it, but there's a difference. And we felt that it was important to both have both, have, have both of these offerings in that growing category, in that segment, in that style, but have a differentiation that like, this is, you know, on the new packaging, it will say hazy IPA with tangerine. So there's fruit in there. It's not just the, the hops giving off that flavor. So, um, yeah. And I think there's, a, you know, the storytelling there, you know, West Michigan, all throughout Michigan, you got water, you got rivers, it's what we love. Um, grab that beer, pack it in the cooler, take a little adventure. That's what we want to do. So. Um, Back to that Dutch lifestyle statement that we already forgot. What was it? Gazelle. Oh, Gazelle. Yeah, Gazelle. Don't forget it. Times. Don't forget it. Um, but yeah, I think the only other thing I think we, we need to make sure we cover uh, as we look at these brands is innovation for 2021. So we're not going to see any new brands um, in the core portfolio in the spring, but we're going to see some new pack types. So you see here for the first time ever, our brewers are going to kill us, but we've got New Holland 12 pack variety pack. Um, and it is lighting it up. I mean, we've got some incredible chain gains already and we're hoping for a lot more and it's been incredible. Like, we've had a lot of excitement, yeah, right? I I would say a big part of our self-realization process that we went through last year, Adam's talked about it. Who are we as a brand? What do we represent? You know, part of what came out of that was, you know, we play pretty much six back only. We're kind of a one channel um, focused uh, brand. And, yep. um, you know, while that will always be our bread and butter, we realize, hey, there's a whole other world out there. Is there a catch here though? Is it, when is this available? March. March. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You'll be able to yeah. start ordering in January. We put it together uh, today. Product will hit shelves <laughs> in February and no, roll out. You can't say fuck yeah on a podcast, so I won't, but <laughs> that, that was really big for us when, uh, when Joe and I saw it. And, uh, the cool thing about it is, is it keeps the, uh, the 86 calorie light point in there and yep. back to a shameless plug better for you. January month is coming. It will be here. We're also preparing behind the scenes. I would love feedback, uh, on how big better for you and how we can, uh, put that together. Joe and I are working on uh, means to get you guys a better for you category. It's only 12 pack and a better for you uh, lineup. So yeah, a shameless plug back no, to awesome. light point. Um, I think it's, yeah, we've it should some, be, it's time to go, right? We should yeah. try and get it loose. We've and got I'm, some real nice January activity. I was happy to see three of them show up in that variety pack. So yeah, absolutely. Again, sorry. Yeah. To no, we've got no. some sessionable options, but then we've got the big dog and space machine available as well too. So 
Um, that's going to be an awesome pack for us with some really great chain placements so far. Light Point, Little Piglet, Golden Sales, all 12 pack options too for anyone. I mean, we, we, we know you need the chain spot, but 12 packs surge through the pandemic and people want to shop less, buy more while they're there. So we have those options available going forward if you need them. And I mean, part of what that allows us to do, and I got one more thing to add is 12 packs are, you know, obviously we start to play in, uh, in the bottom of the cold box and uh, we start to have more opportunities in club and some of those channels. Yep. Another exciting thing before we move up core brands, we've got 19.2 ounce cans coming next year. What? First time in New Holland history, 19.2 ounce cans for Dragon's Milk White, Light Point and TSM. Wow. Space yep. What's the timing on that, fellas? March as well. Uh, March as well. well. Okay, so good. We'll hit spring sets yep. with those. We've already got a lot of commitments across the state. And for the first time, we'll be able to start to play, you know, when venues come back online. Yep. And uh, it's C store. C store. And, you I know, mean, I want to segue have... into that because I think some of these guys think uh, Joe, uh, Joe was a little uh, crazy in terms of our zest and zeal to plug uh, fourth quarter holes in C store, but. Again, now you know why. We're paving the way for what's coming. Um, C-Store, uh, with buying habits changing with COVID, our partners have done a really good job in explaining to us that uh, the C-Store landscape has changed. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's still location, 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 but these places tend to be in very good high traffic area and volume areas. And what we're trying to do is make it easier for you to go in there and make the account extremely viable by adding SKUs Again, our partners have listened. They delivered. They're doing what we asked. They're giving us SKUs in that arena. Um, that arena being the C-Store, and then pun intended, the arena being arenas. So we see uh, music, concert, sports, C-Store, yeah. lots of legway and runway for 192s. Thank you for that. Yeah. And one uh, one last thing back on the 12-pack. I interrupted myself. So uh, any uh, instincts you have about taking that out as a temporary monopoly out of the door um, we'll get chain play for sure, but sometimes the Titanic moves a little slowly and doesn't turn as quick as the, the smaller stores. And we saw that with the Jingle Bells variety pack. I would love to have a runway to know what your key independents are going to do with that. So if you go out and do a little uh, straw pull um, um, pre-sell, lack of a better way to put it, um, Joe, you get them to slide. They can just write right on the slide and give me their top 10 accounts. If I knew what you all were going to do relative to your big box independents, in terms of their commitment to stacking it, I can better protect you. And then we can look at giving them a little bit of a head start on the chain. Just crazy thought. Now I'm spitballing here a little bit, but that's that, that kind of trips us up from time to time with things that we can really blast and you know just blow up a little bit. So that might be a runway we can get into because I think it's always important um, to let our independents know that they are absolutely the, the history of rave. We wouldn't be rave today without them. Uh, back when, uh, you know, the large uh, chain stores wouldn't have spit on us to put a fire out. Our independents were there. <laughs> and now our chain stores have so great value to us that it, the, the table has just flipped. I don't, I don't ever want those people to feel left out. And I yeah. think uh, anytime we can give them some runways like that, that I'm looking to give them all the competitive edges we can to keep their doors open, viable to you and you viable to them. You know, I hope that makes sense. So yeah, so sorry this, to get this, this. Let's go. will be the number one selling New Holland 12 pack of all time. I'm there. certain I can overbuy that. It is price competitive. <laughs> it is a, a beautiful looking package. The, uh, I mean, the trial it drives for the other brands, obviously yep. make it uh, extremely relevant for what we do. And, uh, you know, we are just, I have had, I can safely say no no's so far <laughs> yeah. in, uh, in, in pitching this product. So I'm really thrilled with it. Yeah, us too. Thank you.
So I think, I mean, that kind of sums it up for me. I, I'll let you guys talk about Dragon's Milk here in a second, and then we'll talk a little bit about how the marketing team is going to support all these efforts because it's, you know, it's 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 got to be both ways. And if, if the pods come, we got to be able to pull Absolutely. it off the shelf. So We're doing well. I We're think about the halfway big, there. The big three for us next year, Variety Pack needs to be a big, a big lead, but Hazy River, Space Machine, Light Point, those are where we see that opportunity. I, and I guess we, we, I don't want to transfer it over yet because we got to talk about seasonal. Oh, so we've got, that's right. Ichabod's not here. You guys know Ichabod does well every year. It's done incredibly well in, in, in the face of everyone hating pumpkin every year over and over and over. It just continues to grow. Cabin fever's killing it right now, doing, doing great things. We've got two new seasonals next year. So we're going from three to four, starting in spring with what we're calling watermelon spritz. Watermelon yeah, spritz. Watermelon spritz. Tons of watermelon. Tons of tons of lemonade in there as well. And then um, it's seltzer, beer, watermelon, lemon. It's a whole bunch of that together. So you don't have to become a seltzer brewery to make a seltzer like no, item. It's a beer. No. It's a beer. It's a beer. Yeah, it's a beer. Watermelon, lemonade, fritz. Oh, yeah. I'm in. Yes. All those things. Where's it at? I'm in. Yeah, we don't have it yet. If that yeah. doesn't it's sound spring in like and a summer. week, though. Yeah. So I'm yeah. out this water. Yeah. Okay, well. Exactly. Yeah, it'll be super Sample's effervescent. coming soon. Super effervescent. Um, six packs, same SKU, same UPC as uh, our other seasonals. We'll have all of that available. And then moving into summer, we're going to have what we're just calling New Holland Summer Ale. We're going to own that name. We're going to own the season. Not... You know, we got some competitors, so we're gonna. Oh, I'll back <laughs> off a little bit. But we we we're in West. We're on. We're in Holland, Michigan. We're on the lakeshore. We need to be a brand that reminds people of summer. And why not do it? With you know what? I, I was ad, I was happy so. to see it because the genius behind that is summer disappears in your seasonal lineup. Not just yours, everybody's now because yeah. pumpkin beer is here in August anyway. Yeah. When it's still summer, nobody gets tired of summer, but pumpkin beers seem to jump that yeah. date every year. Or so. It'll be a great transition in. They can live for a little minute together and segue. Absolutely. We don't have to run right out that exact second, you know. So yeah. um, sometimes it's a, I think it was a great move because it's really hard when breweries ask a lot of their seasonals to ride too many months. Yep. Kudos to you for that, uh, for finding that extra seasonal in there. And then again, the new items are always, uh, I think that's the shiny new penny that everybody that uh, will agree that's tuned in. We yep. had a really clean Good job. transition this year. I mean, Ichabod yeah. was cleared by coming into cabin fever the numbers look really really good on cabin fever yeah i think watermelon spritz i mean that's one you don't have one watermelon spritz at the time they did an outstanding job of pumpkin out there so and hands absolutely. off for that and that'll yep. go right into summer ale which i don't know if you want that yeah style. the style so summer yeah. what the hell is it so it's an ipa it's a juicy ipa a tart juicy ipa tart juicy so it's gonna have some some acidity to it some citrus um, and then uh, we're using some of like the, you know, the hops that everyone's wanting uh, in there as well. So we're getting those um, dialed in right now. We'll probably have that final recipe ready in the next like, two weeks, really. But they've, they've been running some trials. But yeah, it'll be a tart IPA um, is what the style of the summer ale will be. So beautiful. Yeah. Sour ale, sour beer. While it's every year, if people dismiss it because it's smaller in the Nielsen numbers, every year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And now it's like there. It's like seventh biggest uh, it's like the third largest growing style within craft and like the seventh overall or something. So it's, it's doing well. And we're going to own that spot. So that's a lot. I've been talking a lot, but I think it's all been good stuff. Um, you know, I think we got Time to let the dragons dogs, fly big dogs yeah. over here. Let's so go. Let's talk about dragons. Milk. I mean, if this is uh, you know, Nike, you've got the Jordan brand over here. Absolutely. You know, nice. so obviously uh, <laughs> working certainly uh, the analogy is coming to life under the same house, but uh, you know, we do 
I'll say internally kind of look at them as, as two different brands. You've obviously got your new Holland and the, and the core brands and I think these guys have done an amazing job of getting the right brands and the right pack types for us to be able to, I mean, if you think about the distribution gains that can be uh, had just because of the new pack types, I mean, then you put some of these awesome liquids and gains behind it and, uh, you know, sky's the limit, but the bread and butter, you know, where, I mean, let's not uh, fool ourselves. Dragons are, uh, you know, what determines, uh, you know, how the brewery goes and uh, keeps the lights on. And uh, Dragon's Milk is just the brand that just continues to grow. I mean, it is the number one American produced stout in the world, uh, in the country. Um, Don't go with world. Let's say world. World. uh, It's the number one, you know, case that sells above $50 a case at retail. I mean, I can keep going on and on with the accolades for it up another around 20% this year on 20% last year on 20 on 20 on 20. And this brand just continues to win awards and be recognized as one of those, uh, in my head, it's, it's a brand that should be everywhere. I mean, when you think Amber, you might think of one brand. When you think of pale ale, you might think of another. When you think of bourbon barrel stout, you should think of one brand and that's Dragon's Milk. Amen. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we, Thank goodness for this brand. We're working this all the way down to Telcel. So the Telcel folks are aware of how vitally important this is to, is to, uh, is to rave. And the fact uh, that it's iconic in nature and it was unique and it was first to the category. There's a ton of reasons why. This should be our number one distributed pod in our organization if it weren't for the fact that obviously expense precludes people from here. I don't know. No, bullshit. It should be, could you, be. Why not? See that Somebody yeah. tell me why, and then I would understand it. I don't. Um, so the ask is real simple. Clearly, wherever Dragon is, or where it, wherever it isn't, it should be. And where it is, clearly, we're going to lead into the rest of the show. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if there is one easy path for us to grow next year, that is a, just a simple message. It is put white everywhere where Dragon's Milk is. Like hard stop right yeah. there. I mean, it, it's that simple. The map is there for us. The account list is drawn. It's put white next to Dragon's Milk. As simple as that. I mean, we are hugely bullish on white. We've seen an awesome uh, year since, since you know, we got over some of our supply issues that sure. we'll admit to. Um, we got through that, and, hey, that just was because it was such a giant success out of the box. But now, uh, you know, no supply concerns on white anymore. This is the brand to bring alongside Dragon's Milk. Start to build out what that portfolio looks like. If this is steak on Saturday night, this is with uh, you know tacos on Tuesday and hamburgers sure. on Wednesday. It uh, offers you know a, a Dragon's Milk for a, an additional opportunity to what we have over here. I mean, it still is wildly unique. I, there aren't other you know readily commercially available white stouts out there. I think the taste profile is off the charts with what our brewers have done with it. Uh, You've got a 6% option that plays alongside the 11% OG Dragon's Milk. And uh, I mean, there isn't that much to talk about except get this everywhere where that is. Should we crack a few uh, right now? Should we grab them real quick? A lot of success. Yeah, I'd like to go back there. Well, while you're doing it, I'm I'm gonna uh, give a shout out. Uh, Baz literally did call me on the way over. Thank you for that call, Baz. when we start talking about Solera, we can drink this, but uh, a lot of folks are drinking Solera for the first time. Thank you. Um, I had a confession to somebody who told me that they were the first day, today was going to be the first day they had an opportunity to try it, uh, given the pandemic all and the craziness. 
This is Dragon Milk season, and, and we give a lot of ask. I feel like I ask, and I'm sitting here, I'm asking again and asking again. But this is the, the peak season for it. And November, December, January, February, March, like it or not, you, there's no law saying you can't drink Dragon's Milk in July, but the inevitability of how much can you drink in July comes mm -hmm. into play. And I think, uh, admittedly, we'll talk about reserve here in a minute. And I want to show you something. There's a nice new enhancement here on the package. There's a reserve line up the side, noted, <laughs> subtly saw, got. But then you're going to get into it in a minute, probably, or I'm going to segue into it after. Oh, you asked me to drink a beer. I can. Um, Bez uh, was talking about uh, Solari. He was with one of his key accounts, um, an icon in the business. He's over at Main Party talking to Joe Cusa. And, or I don't know, Bez, where you were, it doesn't matter. Uh, he could have been an on-premise account. The conversation went everywhere, including soccer. But. Bez was, uh, the topic of barley wine came up and Bez knows uh, the methods of Solera and blending all too well. Um, thankfully his uh, mic is muted right now. Um, <laughs> but as he did so, Bez very creatively pointed out there was somebody wanted a barley wine and we were out of combs for a minute. And then Bez even brought this back to barley wine. And I thought, you know, good job, Bez. I mean, that was some quick thinking salesman move right there. Cause I hadn't had the thought process yeah. of that. And yet, as I thought about drinking, you know, when I had it and it warmed up in my snifter in my glass, the first time I had it wrapping my brain around it, I thought that was a pretty good antidote to share. Absolutely. And, yeah. And then I mean, I lead into on. what you guys want to say about it. I'm yeah. sorry to steal no, the thunder, no, but you were busy cracking that, a beer. That is spot on. I mean, Solera, obviously a new introduction for us this year. And, you know, first and foremost, you should know it, it is not the same base liquid as dragon's milk, 11%. And then, you know, with something added to it, it, we challenged our brewers with, hey, what would you make that lives up to the Dragon's Milk name that would carry that forward and allow it to move into a slightly different style, um, new opportunities for the brand? They worked long and hard. That's been in development for over a year, Solera. Obviously, it's a very uh, new process to us and uh, not a lot of folks in beer are playing with it. So it was a challenge to our brewer and kudos to them for coming, you know, back. Absolutely. This. So to Ben's point, um, I mean, this probably closest in what we're familiar with is a, in that strong ale, that kind of barley wine world. Now we classify it as a fooder aged ale because we kind of want to own that. Right. And we really think the fooder process is what drives the specialness of mm -hmm. this beer. I mean, I would love to have your team come up and see this fooder farm that we've uh, built at our brewery yeah. someday. Well, I mean, thousand gallon white oak tanks as big as Volkswagen buses, uh, you know, nine of them currently in a room. Mm. And uh, it's a beautiful sight to see. And then once you learn about how the liquid actually flows through the barrel system and what it gains as it moves through the fooder process, it's really amazing. I mean, Someone with uh, more of a scientific background than myself can give you all of the chemical changes that really <clears> happen. But, you know, obviously uh, liquids added to the first barrel, a portion of that moves into the second and a portion of that moves into the third before uh, moving into packaging. It allows every single batch of Solera that we've ever brewed to uh, age together at various stages of age. You see that age. on the side, the pull number. Every, every, every bottle's got a different pull number. Every, uh, yeah, every bottle that we pull on a monthly basis. Oh, I thought basis. you were asking me to open it. Oh, <laughs> no, that's all right. It, it's kind of a new limited release every single time it comes out. And uh, the end product, just incredibly layered and complex. 
you're going to get, you know, huge, big apricot, some of those kind of fruit flavors layered over, you know, toffee and caramel. You will get a little bit of that oak. Um, and uh, it is just a phenomenal product that's frankly different than anything else that I've tasted that's out there. Um, we, uh, you know, we are just hugely bullish on this. You know, it absolutely stands up to carry forward the Dragon's Milk name and just allows uh, our brewers to play with the new barrel aging technique and uh, just continue to grow kind of our expertise. New Holland's always been known, obviously, for our barrel aging program, one of the biggest in the country. And now um, we've got just a new avenue to run down with that. And as you guys have said uh, over and over in our EVPs over the last year, we knew things were coming. We didn't know about Solera. That was a complete surprise. But um, it had been said for now, I think, more than two years, dragons are not a solitary beast. They like to fly in packs. Yep. So clearly that was the mentality here as we grew this. You know, we went to reserve and then we forgot about this a little bit because we got reserve crazy. We went to white because we wanted a dragon, you know, to deal with the fact that some people, you know, pointed out what I wrongfully probably said is, you know, there is a seasonality to dragon's mouth. I wish there weren't, but the numbers bear out that there are. So we gave a play in a playbook to deal with that. Um, we didn't want to get hammered all the time. So we made a 6% beer even make it more sessionable. And then we're coming up with a Solera process. Yep. We have an entire brand within a brand. Yeah. I mean, the one amazing thing, then this is probably my favorite stat from the last year, is that none of these take away from the other. We don't see 11% volume drop in an account when it gets this, this, this alongside of it. We actually see a 5 a lift. to 10% lift for this product when the other dragon's milk products are placed next. I was to circling it. back to that because I mean, you, you're right about the 20%. It's an amazing mm -hmm. stat. You are right. Is that there wasn't dragon's milk is a brand, not just one specific liquid. Uh, and we've proven that out in that this, it stands for that heightened experience that treat yourself that little bit, that affordable luxury that, you know, a reward at the end of the day, perhaps. And that uh, that can manifest in many different ways and isn't just one specific product. And watching that come to life and proving out that when white is put next to dragon's milk, both rise is just, uh, I mean, yeah, if you're crazy. someone who sells beer, that's as exciting. As <laughs> you guys are yeah. crazy. <laughs> I mean, the only thing you guys can do that's getting any stupider this is try and tell me that there's gonna be some like variety pack for yeah. dragon's milk <laughs> or something stupid like that, man. That's crazy. No, so it has been is there? really, really fun. Well, <laughs> well, and uh, yes, no later way. this year, uh, year coming later out. Later next year. 2021. 2021, yeah. I guess we're not That's even, this year, my, man. Yeah, Come yeah. on. We're done with 2020. Yeah. Let's go. I've been in 2021 since probably yeah, October. But yeah. Uh, yeah, next year in 2021 in August, we will be releasing a flight of dragons. So the very first time that dragons milk 11% were will ever see an aluminum can, believe it or not. What? It is going to be yeah. a 12, 12 pack, six Best cans, uh, 12 <laughs> ounce of Dragon's Milk White, along with six cans of Dragon's Milk OG 11% in a mixed 12 pack, uh, the flight of dragons. And uh, the response from the retailers <laughs> we've given a little peek under the tent on has just been phenomenal. Um, you know, a couple of our club partners about wet their pants already when we mentioned that this yeah. might come down the line. Club and uh, we are really excited. The packaging looks awesome. 
Um, it's just, you know, a 12 package, even a little bit more of a Now platform you're just showing off, man. To, to bring those <laughs> dragon scales to life. And the flight of dragons will fly in August of 2021. Oh, yeah. goodness. Yeah, I will. So. Wow. Well, I, hey, by the way, I'm sorry if I if I pop the, the champagne. No, no, no I, man. That it, was not rehearsed or scripted. No, I swear <laughs> to you. This, this, we got to bring you some sizzle with the steak we here. So Beautiful. It's there. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Well, it's crazy uh, to think that, obviously, where it's come from to where it is now, it's going. And, um, you know, hopefully we gave some value to the thought process of branding. the reserves. Well, are you prepared to talk? You know the reserves I'll calendar already, uh, too? This group. Now, time I heard about out. the peanut butter one, but yeah. I do not know what you're doing beyond peanut butter, yeah. which, you know, I'm going to eat my, my words on peanut butter over and over and over, and I hope you guys throw a peanut butter pie in my face one day. I'll take that. What? You're going to announce the reserve asked, line up here? We've been asked for a peanut butter reserve on Dragon's Milk since the very first reserve. You told Joanna about that, but go ahead and tell And you know out. the other ones, too. And Let's now go. I will tell you, peanut butter is not the easiest ingredient to work with. No. But, uh, no. you know, we and honestly, we haven't found a way in the past where our brewers were happy with the end product. And we won't put out a Dragon's Milk reserve that we don't think is exceptional, obviously. They, uh, after years and years of trials, we have dialed it in. And the peanut butter and cocoa version of the reserve, which is coming out uh, in January, it'll begin to hit your uh, floor, is absolutely awesome. Coming closely on the heels of that. Where is it? Is uh, it here? I don't have it here uh, right now. Um, coming after that will be a uh, Dragon's Milk Reserve Double Vanilla Double Barrel. What? So... After the dragon's milk goes through the uh, the the brewing process, we're going to put it in a barrel for three months with one type of vanilla. Uh, we're going to use Madagascar, and uh, then we will pull that product with actual beans in the barrel. So we're going to pull that out of the barrel, and then it's going to go back in for another period of time with Indonesian vanilla beans. So. Yes, fresh barrel. So double barrel, double vanilla, um, huge vanilla punch on the front end uh, is Get the next out. reserve. And then later in the year, we go back to salted caramel, which is just you cannot lose with sea salt and caramel combination and dragon's milk. Yeah. So that's the reserve lineup. And then, I mean, when you start to think about white, reserve, solera, dragon's milk, even flight of dragons in the back half of the year sitting on the shelf next to each other. I mean, mm. you can just see the dragon scales. I mean, the black and white packaging we know stands out at retail and there starts to be a whole set for this dragon's milk. I mean, it's it's a brand, it's a way of life and it it, it stands for something. Yeah. So wait a minute, back up here. You just, I, we, we got to outdo Madagascar vanilla. With yeah, Indonesian. Indonesian vanilla. Yeah. That's the good and shit. And the same beer. Yeah. Well, let me guess, what do we get? Like 200 cases or something? You've got to be a cat. I, I, just, I just put your allocations in, Rick, and uh, you're it's not big enough. You're going to have some next year. So uh, oh, let's go. <laughs> we are up in the volumes, too. So You're uh, kidding. And you so there's no catch here. Obviously, priority. There's no catch. No, no catch. No catch. You just told me that our allocations are going up on ingredients that are, I mean, next thing you're going to tell me there's going to be like a cup full of Jesus's tears in yeah. here or something stupid. <laughs> These are gazelle times. Q1 These are gazelle times. He just said it. Yeah. Well, Merry freaking Christmas. I'll tell you what, man. I'll drink to that. This cheers. Is, cheers. And thank you. Gazelle. Gazelle. I got him. 
took me all day to do it, but, but yeah, I got you on that I think one. The only thing else I want to say is just that we're going to be supporting all this and all the efforts. Yeah, in the let's go. We, we still got a couple minutes left. So we've got, I mean, we're, we're going to be investing more media dollars into the Metro Detroit area VMA than we've ever have probably combined next year. I mean, now, why would you go and do a thing like that? Yeah, because you guys are super important to the success of our brewery. I mean, end of, end of story, hard stop. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, th this team is, I mean, this is, a, I think we've, we've for too long thought of ourselves as just a West Michigan brewery. We're a Michigan brewery, you know? Who cares if it's West Michigan or the whole state? We are a Michigan brewery, and we have a lot of opportunity to really make our brand resonate with folks over on your side of the state, and we're going to do that next year. So we're investing in the hundreds of thousands of dollars in media uh, investment, um, Q2 and Q3, both with Dragon's Milk and New Holland. We're gonna be doing really a ton of programming at trade. So convenience focused trade, grocery focused trade, club focused trade programming, sweepstakes, displays, rebates, um, you know, digital in-store coupon, all of that, really getting the brand to be disruptive and get this into the eyes of the consumer both out while they're driving home from work, while they're in the store, and then at their home, when they're home, scrolling through Facebook, laying on their couch as well. We want this brand to become something that people know about. So, so know that that's coming. Uh, thank you very much. And that's yeah. beyond, you know, Anthony is uh, pro on the chain front and, and tying everything together. Um, I mean, we love working with Anthony and you got John and Jess out there, folks that are dying to get back out when they're allowed to do so. I, I wish I were in charge of that. I'm not, I don't want to speak to it anymore. But though, the assets and the resources are there for us to pop the brand. So what I started with, now you know how I feel. I hope if I, we've done any justice to how Joe and I felt after that day so far, we're probably not done here. we got a couple minutes left. I hope you see um, that uh, the plan is there uh, for us to grow this brand and take it to another level, another step. Just Absolutely. like we've done. We've done this before, gang. You've done this before. And I think that uh, all the tools are here where this is aligning. And I mean, you can't fake goosebumps under here. They're there. <laughs> and I hope you have them as well because uh, the excitement level was there that day. I have it again today. I hope you have it. And uh, beyond, I mean, I, if I interrupt you, your assets and That's resource it. part no, of the I just want to make sure. Please give it to us uh, because I'll tell you what, I, we, couldn't, we couldn't have a better partner. Um, and you guys have always supported us. You've always been there, but you really have upped your game in my mind. Um, and uh, we've just, I think we're ready and we're poised to take another big quantum leap step and, and CEs with you we're folks. Ready. And our mind and our branch here couldn't be more solid with you. We appreciate you guys so much as partners. 20 some years, I remember the bus way back <laughs> in the day with Brett, my kids were four years old, five years old, <laughs> hopping on that bus in Hollands. Good work. Good work. Well, thank, thank you guys, guys for the time. Nice job, team. Appreciate y'all, Ray Bray. We'll be, back. we'll be back early in the morning. I'll be on the opposite end of you guys. So I appreciate y'all. If I don't see you before, have a great Christmas. I hope I see y'all. Uh, keep winning and come see me. I'd like you to visit Jim Seller. Thank Safe you. Safe travels. Safe travels, Rick. <laughs>